This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. And welcome to another episode of the Five Rounds Podcast. You know, the podcast out there with the cardio for those deep water championship rounds. I am Mags and I've just uh, finished watching UFC Fight headlined by Curtis Blades taking on Chris Dorcas. Uh, before we get to the, the, the main event, let's uh, quickly run through these prelims and uh, a hell of a lot of decisions on this card. Very decision heavy. A massive contrast to last week's uh, UK card, uh, but it is what it is. So we started in the featherweight division. Uh, Luis Saldana picking up the decision against Bruno Souza. Uh, went down to the flyweight division for Mateus Nicolau getting the decision against David Dvorak. Uh, another decision, uh, this time in the women's flyweight division, Manon Fioro uh, got the decision against Jennifer Meyer uh, up in the, into the men's middleweight division. Uh, the first finish was uh, Alice, Alice Cab uh, Kizriev getting the second round sub on Dennis Tulian. Um, then another finish with uh, with Chris Gutierrez getting the second round knockout of Dana Batgarel. Back, back, back in the bantamweight division, and then the the featured prelim was uh, Sarah McMahon getting the decision against Carol Rosa. So on to the the main card. This was a six fight main card. Um, started the night with Mark Diakese taking on Vyacheslav um, Borshev in the lightweight division. Uh, and like I said earlier, it was a very decision heavy card. The first four fights of this uh, of this six fight main card all going to decision, uh, with only the the two the co main event and the main event actually getting finishes. Uh, but yeah, this uh, Mark Diakese, uh known for um, mainly being a striker and having a real kind of weak point in his uh, in his wrestling game. Um, but in in this fight, he really kind of uh, showed just how much he's uh, he's adapted that that game plan. Definitely coming into this fight, um, needing a win, uh, was uh, was uh, consistently uh, trading wins and losses throughout his uh, his UFC career. Um, and yeah, he's uh, he's come out with the with the decision victory and a very uh, one sided decision. Um, it made it look pretty easy against uh, against Borshev. Um, started with uh, with uh, basically taking the initiative and um, landing some strikes first. Went for the takedown. Um, Borshev was able to, to defend pretty well against the fence, and uh, but uh, DKC was was just like a a pit bull wasn't uh, wasn't going to give up. 
and is it was uh, eventually able to uh to um to get to the ground uh there were a couple of positions uh scrambles and Borshev ended up actually uh taking the back of uh Diakese. does let it go uh, lands some punches and DKZ uh takes a step back is able to to kind of uh reestablish his game plan goes goes for a, a, another takedown uh, gets the gets the takedown but Borshev is able to to get back to get back to his feet um but then just as he's uh, uh just as he's uh placing his his feet to the to the ground Diegese lifts him up and slams him not once but pretty much twice uh yeah it's um Diegese really kind of showing that that wrestling base in 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 this in this fight going into the second again a lot of the same kind of work where Diegese waited for an opportunity to shoot him for the for the takedown and was able to to land it pretty easily uh with this with this these takedowns in the second round he goes for more attempts at submissions rather than just control uh threatens uh, an arm triangle um when when Borshev is able to get off his feet he does look pretty pretty dangerous um but we know that Mark Diakese is also dangerous whilst he's on his feet so uh, he was giving pretty much as uh, as good as he was getting from uh from Borshev. Uh and again when when the 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 space was there and the, the opportunity was there, Diakese was went straight for the takedown and was able to to uh, land it pretty much again with reason we ended that second round with Diakese uh on top, landing punches uh, in the ground and pound. Um going into the into the third, uh it's it takes DKZ a little bit of more time to to maybe uh, initiate his game plan. Uh, Borshev, um, very nervous, knowing that uh, essentially he's two rounds down with that with that wrestling base, and that he needed to do something in in this round, but he didn't want to kind of uh, overstretch and and leave himself open. So uh, he was looking for his opportunity for for the big big shot. Um, DKZ able to um, use that to his advantage and get the back uh, of, of Borshev once again. And the crowd really kind of started to get restless so, of this. And you can kind of understand why, because they've spent um, the last three hours watching decision after decision. And uh, the first fight on the main card looks like it's going to decision. And eventually it, it did. Uh, DKZ really kind of controlled it on the ground. Not a lot in terms of really looking as if he was going to finish, but it did more than enough to guarantee that every judge gave him all three rounds uh, for a well-deserved victory. Now, if there's a fight that you would have uh, put money on this undercard, not going to decision. It was this next fight, Max Griffin taking on Neil Magna in the welterweight division. Uh, both these guys love finishing fights. Both these guys, hard, hard hitters. Um, Max um, Max Griffin um, and Neil Magna just absolute animals when it comes to to knocking fools out in 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 this uh in this welterweight division uh and i honestly thought in the first round we were gonna get that uh both guys really landing some big big shots uh griffin mixing up with leg kicks um uh, neil magna more um useful with that with that boxing style that he's he's so so good at 
but in this first round, it was actually Griffin that was uh, that was looking the the fresher, the more aggressive. He landed uh, some huge, huge shots and and put uh, put Neil Magnet uh, essentially put his lats out. Um, Magnet went into survival mode, uh, followed up with. Um, um, with some really tight defence um, to to make sure that uh, the 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 incoming shots from Griffin didn't do as much damage. Uh, Griffin, for for me, was a little bit nervy in in coming in and and really getting the job finished, uh, which I think gave Magna the opportunity to not only regain his 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 senses and his motor functions, but also to start firing back. Um, and he was able to land some some big big shots to the to the point where it was actually Max Griffin who was at, on the back foot, and he was um, he was the one uh, kind of trying to make space and reset the reset the fight in the centre of the octagon. We end the round with Griffin trying to fire some jabs uh, um, of his own uh, down down the part before uh, the the klaxon goes. Uh, tight round. It maybe it should have been a little bit more cut and dry. I had Griffin capitalised on that that early rocking of Magna, but uh, he didn't, and Magna was able to to put the the decision in doubt with the with the referees for that so second round and it, it started to be a little bit more uh heated the the guys were clearly uh not massive fans of each other uh but magni really kind of started to to turn up the pressure um his uh counter punching was a lot better in this round uh really kind of uh waiting for griffin to th- throw and miss his shots and and land um, the better shots himself. There was a little bit of a an accidental air poke um, from um, from Griffin, um, but the, it was quickly sorted out, and we 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 basically reset back in the middle. Uh, Griffin putting together some good combinations that uh, that worried Magna, uh, and then once we get to the kind of the midpoint of the round. Both guys just started to just lump each other, uh, just tearing strips off each other, just th- standing and banging. Um, but Magni was the one who was kind of keeping the the forward momentum going. Uh, goes for the takedown, not able to uh, kind of pull it off, uh, but makes enough uh, room to to hit Griffin with some big big shots again. Um, Again, uh, Magne is really trying to push the pace and, and uh, force um, force Griffin onto the back foot. Uh, slips on uh, the slips on one of the the opportunities to to lay a punch in. Is uh, able to get back to his feet relatively quickly though. Um, lands a massive right hand, um, some big elbows. Uh, Magne clinches up against the fence, uh, starts to uh, lane some punches and really kind of, at least in the judges' mind, must have levelled this fight up after that that uh, first round, uh, which you would have thought went to, to Griffin. Uh, third round, this was all to play for and it was quite clear that that, um, that Neil Magny was the, the guy who wanted to, to win this. Uh, he wanted it more. He was the hungrier fighter. He was uh, again kind of like the fir- the first two rounds. There was a lot of really good uh, on the feet work from both fighters, but in this round, Magne was able to um, 
use his uh, wrestling skills uh, to get uh, the fat to the ground uh, and was able to uh, get the back of Griffin looking for a rear naked choke. Um, he ends up actually backpacking on Griffin when Griffin gets back to his feet. Um, but he's too high up and Griffin is able to slide out, uh, which then gives him the opportunity to get at the back. Uh, Magna turns that into a Kimura, um, then just keeps the, the wrestling really, really tight. Uh, last 30 seconds or so, Griffin is able to, to break out and goes for his own takedown, which is... Uh, which is defended by um, Neil Magny, essentially lifting Max Griffin up and, and dumping him face first onto the canvas, um, land, landing some some shots to, to look for the finish, but he's unable to, to do so. Uh, we go to the judges, and this is a, a really tight decision for the, for the judges to make, and they end up actually going for a split decision uh, with two judges giving the, the fight uh, to Magny, 29-28, um, so yeah, big, big result for Magnet. This could have easily been a banana skin for him with him being, uh, ranked in the top 10 and Max Griffin just on the, on the periphery of that. But, uh, he survives and, and Neil Magnet is uh, looking to really force his way into perhaps title contention. So let's get into the 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 top half of this card now. Uh, we had a a huge fight in the in the men's flyweight division with um, Askar Askarov taking on Karkara France. Both these guys uh, essentially looking to stake a claim for a a, a potential title shot. Um, obviously, we know Askarov is part of that um, that Eastern European. Um, Dagestanian um, elite level wrestling and Karkara France um, he's more of a, a a brawler style using his uh, his boxing to uh, to win his fights um, and this was a real kind of styles clash um, first round Askarov um, essentially just was going for takedown after takedown after takedown um, lifting uh, Karkar France up off the ground, uh, carrying him around. Um, Kai is able to uh, to prevent himself from getting slammed, but the the fact that that um, Askroff was able to just essentially have his way with him with uh, with uh, looking for the takedowns and and the submissions. Uh, there was a point where Karkar France uh, was locked in a rear naked choke and a body lock, um, and Kyle, it it almost looked over, but he was able to to defend the the submission, uh, get back to his feet. Um, Askarov did keep hold of the body triangle uh, and and kind of backpacked Karkara France, um, but Askarov um, wasn't able to to cinch in the the rear naked choke that he was looking for. Kyle's defense was was absolutely on point. Um, so Askarov had to resort to hard shots uh, with elbows and punches. Um, Car really kind of weathering the storm in this first round. Um, able to survive coming out for for the second round, he starts to to try and use his uh, his his boxing range, landing more jabs. Um, Car uh, does catch uh, Askarov really clean and, and stumbles him for a little bit. The crowd went absolutely wild about that. Um, Askarov, uh, though, went into um, survival mode and was able to uh, go in for the for the takedown. Uh, but Car 
was scrambled straight back to his feet, separated, uh, and started to to land some huge shots, uh, especially that that uh, left hand which he kept cocked pretty much all the fight. Uh, that was started to really find its target. Um, Askroff um, circled around trying to look for for the position to to go for the takedown, um, but this gave uh, this gave Carr the opportunity to to press the pace. But unfortunately, he kind of like started to back off and end up being uh, up against the the fence, which gave uh, Askroff the opportunity to to go for the takedown. Um, didn't quite pull it off. Um, was kind of scrambling to keep hold of that that single leg. Uh, Carr is able to to free himself from that. Uh, starts absolutely lighting up Askarov. Every single punch was popping uh, Askarov's head clean back. Um, Carr, uh, very sensible though, doesn't empty the gas tank, and Askarov um, is able to absorb a lot of the a lot of the shots. Um, but it was certainly a, a much better round for Karkara France going into the third and both fighters really looking to to press the, the victory, uh, throwing a lot of wild shots, um, but the the action does come to a, a bit of a halt when uh, Askarov lands a kick on the uh, inside of the upper leg of Kar, uh, but the momentum took it into the into the the baby makers and Kai's given a few minutes to uh to recover and that kind of uh takes the momentum uh away from Askroff a little bit he starts by trying to go for a, a head kick which uh which misses uh, and Kai's able to land a, a low kick which means he uh, Askroff goes down to the floor quickly back up goes for the takedown um Askroff ends up on uh, back backpacking again on 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 car with a body triangle, but this time Car's able to shake him off. Uh, but uh, Askroff straight away like that little um, little ankle biting nipper uh, straight back for for the legs. Car again breaks out of this uh, attempt to uh, take down, gets back to the center of the cage. Um, we see a little bit, maybe both guys are feeling a little bit tired. Uh, the action does slow down a little bit. Uh, Askarov, um is able to to press a little bit, a bit more as as Kai's fainting the the jabs, uh, but he walks into some big big combinations from Kai. Um, Kai does throw some hooks, which which are pretty wide and 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 miss. Uh, but he does uh, then shoot for a takedown, ironically. Um, gives up on it quick and uh, goes back to to laying in punches. Uh, and as as we get to the end of the round, um, um, France, um starts to re- land some good shots again. Uh, Askroff goes for for the takedown, uh, which is stuffed, but we do end up with a clinch up against the fence. Uh, goes to the judges, and yeah, in a, in a massive upset, I think. Uh, this was Kai was the the biggest uh, underdog on the card or on the main card at least. Um, Kai is able to pick up that that victory um, and and beat uh, Ask Askarov for for I think that's his first loss of his career. Uh, so yeah, it's a big victory for Kai Carfranc and straight away he's calling out for for a title shot. And honestly, can you blame him? It was a, a big big victory for him. So next up, we are into the welterweight division. Um, two 
um, veteran fighters, shall we say, in the here in the UFC. Between them, I think they've had plus seventy plus fights here in the UFC. So, uh, yeah, two definite veterans um, and two guys known for standing and banging for absolutely beating the living shit out of uh, their opponents. Brian Barberina uh, and immortal Matt Brown. Um, touch gloves and straight away we're, we're off to the races uh, Barberina landing some huge shots uh, Brown landing some of his own uh, Barberino going for, for leg kicks Brown going for, for head kicks um, yeah this was a this was a three round absolute war of a farming there's so much action went on in, in, in this 15 minutes that it's, it's actually hard to, to give um uh, a breakdown so it, it's it makes more sense to just go for some of the highlights so we see things like superman punches from from uh both guys um brown does one that misses so he gets one that actually lands from from barbarina uh we see barbarina uh blocking uh head kicks uh landing uh big rats of his own um Matt Brown does a, a hip toss to throw Barbarina to the mat. And this has all just happened in, in the first round. Uh, going into the second round, um, we, we see a lot more with, uh, with the leg kicks from, from both guys. Uh, Barbarina, uh, Brown does actually uh, land uh, a shot to the groin, but Barbarina waves it off, wants to carry on fighting. Um, Brown landing... Uh, Kicks to the head, kicks to the body, really kind of mixing it up. Um, Barbarina uh, hurts Matt Brown with a big elbow, um, goes to, to swarm. Matt Brown uh, finds the way to, to get the tape down, which stops him getting uh, getting any more damage. Um, ends up high on the back of Barbarino, slips backwards off, off the top, uh, which gives Barbarino to, to lane some punches before they get back to the feet in the clinch. Uh, Matt Brown looked dazed, he looked rocked, um, but he's uh, he's able to survive and take some big, big shots from Barbarino and fire back with shots of his own. Uh, his elbows were absolutely brutal. Um, going into the third round, and you would think that these two guys could not keep up this, this pace for, for another five minutes. Well, you would think absolutely wrong because um, they start with uh, with uh, kicks to the body and jabs. Um, Barbarino tries to do a flying knee, which just just misses. Um, Brown uh, sweeps the foot. We see Barbarino on the floor for a, for a second or so. He's able to get back up, but then Brown uses that to gain the clinch and get up against the fence. Uh, get some big knees to to the body. Um, Barbarina lands some some more power punches. Uh, Brown goes for the for the tar clinch, tries to get the elbows. Uh, Barbarino is able to avoid them uh, and and break out. Um, we see um, Matt Brown power through with a, a double leg to finally get the fight to the canvas. Again, back up to the feet within seconds. Um, just as we get to the last 45 seconds of the fight, they just go hell for leather and just start absolutely wailing on each other, almost bum fighting style where they were just throwing and hitting and landing and banging. Um, the crowd were absolutely eating this up. Uh, in this little exchange, Brian Barberino did seem to, to get the the better of uh, of Matt Brown. You can see Matt Brown kind of, uh, his eyes glaze, glaze over a little bit and, 
become uh, a little bit dazed. But what a fight. What a great fight to watch. Uh, very, very entertaining. Another close decision for the judges to make uh, and another split decision uh, with two judges uh, giving the fight to Brian Barberina. Um, so, yeah, what a, what a, an entertaining fight uh, for, for UFC fans. So let's get into these two actual finishers on the card. The first one coming in the core main event, uh, Alexa Grasso taking on Joanne Wood. Um, Alexa had, has had a lot of potential in this uh, women's flyweight division, but just as she seems to kind of get some momentum going, she's been pinned back quite a bit. Um, but this this new Alexa Grasso seems to have a lot of more um, more passion and more drive about her, uh, and she certainly showed that in this fight. Um, started pretty uh, pretty strong for for Grasso, landing a, a good punch combination um using a forward momentum to to get a takedown which gets uh joanne wood uh, on her back um grasso is able to land a, a lot of punches um whilst in top position uh but joanne wood was firing back from from off her back uh so alexa grasso certainly had a lot to think about um alexa lands some shots to the 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 body uh, but eventually uh, the fight does stand back up um, and we get back to the centre of the, the octagon uh, with um, some more uh, exchanges of shots. Uh, Wood landing some decent combinations, uh, one-two kick punches. Um, Wood is um, goes for a, a knee which uh, which just missed uh, and uh, opens up for, for, for Grasso to, to lay in a punch. Uh, and a front kick to the body, a spinning elbow for for Wood, um, but Grasso is able to just about duck it, uh, get hold and get the takedown. Uh, this time she ends up uh, with uh, the control of of Joanne Wood's back, gets a rear naked choke, uh, rear naked choke locked in, very very tight, and and Joanne Wood is forced to tap. Um, Great victory for for Alexa Grasso. Uh, really uh, well played, and like I said, she she's had a, a career in the UFC where she's not lived up to that potential. Uh, right now, she she certainly is in. Um, she called out the the flyweight champion, which is fair play to her. I mean, a lot of these women's divisions are pretty threadbare when it comes to top level talent so um i think alexa grasso will be uh, a very worthy contender right now she's certainly got the the momentum for it and this was a a, a good victory against a very very dangerous opponent so let's talk main event now uh curtis blades and chris dorcas um Curtis, uh, one of the the most rounded fighters on the UFC heavyweight roster, great on the feet, great at wrestling, uh, but just seems to fall at the final hurdle. And Chris Dorcas in his six fights in in the UFC has really kind of made an impression. Um, and I think he's only been in the company for eighteen months or so. So yeah, he's really done well to to kind of make a a, a name for himself. So as we start this fight, we see um, um, Curtis Blades. Now, you would think with him having the wrestling background uh, that that wouldn't be his go-to, but um, Curtis does sometimes like to um, 
played play the games the hard way, uh, and he actually wants to stand and bang with uh, with Dorcas. Um, lands a few early jabs. Uh, Dorcas is able to to kind of fire back and and really give uh, um, Curtis something to to chew on. Uh, Curtis does land uh, uh, a good combination of, of left hand and left leg kick. Um, we see a couple of big rounds uh, um, traded, um, but when they are traded, you can see that the the sting of of Curtis's shots really start to affect uh, Chris Dorcas. We see uh, Curtis um, land a, a good inside leg kick. We uh, then Dorcas uh, tries to charge forward with a with a, a, a combo kind of like a blitzkrieg, uh, but Curtis is able to to avoid that. Um, lands a good shot, which opens up a a cut um, over the left eye of Dorcas. Um, he then lands a, a a really good left after kind of a, a fainting with the right. Um, but um, we see then an accidental airport from uh, from Curtis Blade's uh, thumb, which uh, just catches uh, Dorcas uh, uh, in the same arrow that he was cutting. Um, we saw that leads to a kind of little bit of a, a break, which which uh, after they resume only had a couple of seconds to go, so no real kind of a change in the action there. But when we come out to the the second round, um, we see that um, Curtis Blades uh, faints a punch. Dorcas goes for a, uh, a rat, which Curtis is able to avoid. Uh, lands a, a beautiful shot uh, to counter. Sends a, a Chris Dorcas flying to the ground, um, swarmed by by Blades. Some heavy ground and pound. Herb Dean pulls him off. And what a finish for Curtis Blades and uh, kind of like Alexa Grasso, he called his shot after the after the fight and he said he he wants a, that interim title shot against Cyril Gagne. Um and we know that that uh, Dana is heavily considering another interim heavyweight champion, uh, even though uh, Francis Ngannou just put pay to his last um, his his last uh, interim champion, uh, but. Francis, he's needing surgery and there's still the contract uh, issues up in the air. So it's very likely that we'll see Curtis Blades in another title shot very, very soon. I'm not saying it's not deserved, but uh, it's just the interim title things does does absolutely nothing for me at all. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much this card wrapped up. Um, in terms of uh, the next card, we actually miss uh, a week uh, because... UFC does not want to compete with with WrestleMania, uh, and what it actually will mean as well is that uh, five rounds is going to miss a week uh, because um, I've been going hard on this show for for the last um, five years or so. Um, some issues have been happening in in uh, in my personal life with uh, with uh, with uh, family, so I'm going to take perhaps uh, the. This is a bit of a rest and a bit of a refresh, but we'll be coming uh, coming back to you um, for the for the next uh, card, which is UFC 273, uh, headlined by um, double title matches in the bantamweight. We've got the 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 match between Aljamain Sterling and Petr Jan to to combine those bantamweight titles, and then in the featherweight division, we've got Korean Zombie gaining shot against Alexander Volkanovsky. 
but this card is is absolutely stacked because we've got Kelvin Gaslam taking on uh, Nazruddin Imarov. Uh, we've got Mackenzie Dern taking on Tisha Torres, and we've got Gilbert Burns taking on Hamzat Chimiev. So that's a, a massive, massive card. So that will be um, week uh, ending the 11th. Um, so, yeah, definitely tune into five rounds for that. Uh, but other than that, that's uh, me signing off. Um, so, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at PodfatherMags. Uh, follow Carlos at Kirby underscore Carlos and follow the show at Five Rounds Pod. Definitely go and check out some more of the the amazing talent on the networks that we are proud to be a part of. That's here on uh, Radio Techers, uh, Visionaries Global Media and The Chair Shot. Um, but that is uh, all from me for now. Thank you all for listening. And that is the end. Big time, he's trying to finish, hit it!